0: Republicans let water and land fund die. That and other stories for the week ending October 25th, 2015. I'm Jamie Sudler.
1: I'm Franny Halperin. And it's This Week in Water...
0: A collective sense of relief was felt along the west coast of Mexico this weekend. The people had been bracing themselves for the largest hurricane ever measured in the western hemisphere.
1: On Friday, October 23rd, the storm named Patricia had sustained winds of 205 miles an hour before it hit land. But thankfully, after the storm passed the coast, it rapidly weakened and no deaths or injuries were reported.
0: Still, many villages between Puerto Vallarta and Manzanillo were heavily damaged. Some attribute the lack of deaths and injuries to to people paying attention to the warnings.
1: The El Niño weather phenomenon played a part in the intensification of Patricia. What's not clear is whether climate change was to blame.
0: It's very difficult to link a single storm to global warming. Nevertheless, with warmer waters, Whether caused by El Niño, climate change, or both, storms can intensify in a hurry, as did Patricia.
1: Meanwhile, a study published last week in the journal Nature Communications concluded that a warming climate coupled with more intense El Niño and La Niña events could cause twice as many droughts and three times as many floods in California by 2080.
0: Speaking of warming oceans, as we've reported, those higher temperatures are causing coral reefs to die. But according to a new study, another threat has been identified, and it might be lurking in your beach bag, sunscreen.
1: The chemical oxybenzone, or BP3, is found in over 3,500 brands of sunscreen, including the most popular ones. Researchers found that the chemical not only kills the coral, it causes DNA damage in adults and deforms young corals, making it unlikely that they can properly develop.
0: The chemical is toxic to coral even at extremely low concentrations of 65 parts per trillion, which is about the ratio of a single drop of water in more than six Olympic-sized swimming pools.
1: The researchers also found that natural products including lavender, tea tree, jojoba, and other oils may also kill delicate coral
0: cells. The loss of coral is a major global problem. The Caribbean has lost 80% of its coral reefs in the last 50 years. The disappearance affects shoreline protection and fishing and tourism industry, some of which are crucial to local economies.
1: Last week, many politicians and critics jumped on the opportunity to slam the EPA for causing a spill of toxic water from the Gold King Mine in southwestern Colorado last August.
0: The leak of three million gallons of heavy metal-laced water turned the Animas River yellow and caused farmers, rafters, and drinking water providers to go without for days.
1: A study done by the Bureau of Reclamation found fault with the way that EPA tried to relieve pressure at the mine. No particular person or contractor was named, but the EPA failed to determine how much water was backed up in the mine before they started excavating the opening.
0: The agency could have done this by drilling into the mine from above it to see the level of the water.
1: The extent of the damage caused by the spill remains unclear, but the EPA's mistake has raised awareness about the tens of thousands of abandoned mines in the West and the rest of the country and what they leak into watersheds.
0: A congressional subcommittee heard testimony last week from an EPA official that asset mine drainage pollutes thousands of miles of streams and rivers as well as groundwater.
1: There's some movement in the Senate to reform the 1872 mining law to start charging companies royalties to create a cleanup fund. 51. That's the number of years the Land and Water Conservation Fund has been protecting public lands for recreation and conservation.
0: Although you may not be familiar with the popular program, you've probably benefited. The fund has provided seed money from little things like neighborhood playgrounds, swimming pools, and bike paths to major projects like the popular Appalachian Trail and the Flight 93 Memorial in Pennsylvania. All of this thanks to royalties from offshore oil and gas development. So who
1: could oppose a program that benefits nearly every American, creates jobs, is a common sense trade-off for letting energy companies drill in federal waters, and does so without costing taxpayers a dime.
0: That would be Rob Bishop a Utah Republican congressman who's chair of the House Natural Resources Committee, which has jurisdiction over the fund.
1: Bishop has prevented reauthorization of the program to come before the full House for a vote where it would easily pass with rare bipartisan support, according to commitment letters from members on both sides of the aisle.
0: But he won't budge. Bishop, a man with a long history of opposing conservation efforts, complained on the Facebook page of the House Committee on Natural Resources that the money is a slush fund misused by those who want to help expand the public land footprint.
1: In an op-ed last year, Bishop stated that the fund should be used beyond land acquisition and better spent on educating future workers in the American energy industry.
0: In his weekly Saturday address, President Obama called upon Republicans in Congress to reauthorize the Land and Water Conservation Fund without delay.
1: And finally this week, move over, Puxitani Phil. In North Carolina, they don't need a groundhog to predict the weather. They've got woolly
0: worms. Folks in the high country of the Appalachians know the best prognosticators of winter are the caterpillars of the Isabella tiger moth.
1: According to the legend, the 13 segments of the woolly worm's body correspond to the 13 weeks of winter. A brown-black segment means severe weather, while lighter brown, orangish sections indicate milder conditions. But can the bands really predict the weather?
0: People in Banner Elk, North Carolina, say they do. At their annual festival, they decide which worm can predict weather the best by entering them in a race up a nylon string. The winning caterpillar gets to have its bands examined to make the final prediction.
1: While worms with names like Wooly Nelson and Wooly Wonka competed, in the end, it was Twinkle Toes who was declared the winner.
0: Festival officials said the champion is calling for a very cold start to winter.
1: So plan accordingly. And break out your bullets. This Week in Water is a production of H2O Radio and is sponsored by Colorado Waterwise. Learn more at coloradowaterwise.org.